0: Hello everyone. So in previous episodes we discussed why the Zero did not have armor or self-sealing fuel tanks and the different armaments of the Zero. So in this episode we are going to be discussing about the armored zeros. <music> Over the course of its production, the Zero was gradually upgraded to include additional features. It was not until the introduction of the A6M5B and C variants, or in Japanese known as the Otsu and Hei variants, that the protection for the pilot began to be implemented. The B variant added a 1.75-inch panel of bullet-resistant glass behind the windshield. Additionally, one of the 7.7mm machine guns was replaced with a 13mm machine gun. This was the first change in the Zero's armament since the prototype. 470 of the B variants were produced. The C variant continued to upgrade the plane's firepower and protection. For firepower, two 13mm machine guns were added to the wing armament outboard of the 20mm cannons. To compensate for the increase in weight, the remaining 7.7mm machine gun was removed. Underwing racks were also installed to allow the aircraft to carry rockets or bombs. For protection, an armored plate was added behind the seat and additional panels of bullet-resistant glass were added to the canopy frame behind the pilot's head. In order to maintain the aircraft's center of gravity, the fuel load was redistributed by adding a 37-gallon self-sealing tank in the mid-fuselage and reducing each of the main wing and outer wing tanks to 41 gallons and 6.5 gallons respectively. The drop tank was also reduced to a 79-gallon capacity. As a result of these changes, the C variant was 13 knots slower and 600 pounds heavier than the base model. By this time, Chief Designer Jiro Horikoshi was occupied with designing the A7N Repu, and further modifications to the Zero was conducted under the supervision of Engineer Eitaro Sano. While there was some discussion in installing the new Kinsei 62 engine which would have provided a 250 horsepower increase, the Navy did not allow it and instead advised the use of a water methanol injection for increased power. However, further developments were delayed, and the C variant remained with the Sakai-21 engine. Production began in September of 1944. It was not until November of 44 that the water-injected Sakai-31A engine was installed and the A6M6C variant was created. This version included additional self-sealing fuel tanks, but the armament remained the same. The design was not adopted into service because it failed to meet expectations. The water methanol metering system failed frequently during testing and the new engine actually had reduced power because of its modifications. Only one aircraft was produced and the project was ultimately cancelled. So what was this all for? Well, I previously mentioned the concept behind aircraft armor, but it bears reiteration. Remember that aviation history is not really my area of interest, and I'm more or less drawing just general conclusions. But first of all, it's impractical to armor an aircraft like it's a battleship or a tank, because the thing would never get off the ground. Assuming that it did, it would handle like a flying elephant. And I've only seen flying elephants in Walt Disney movies, and that one time when U.S. Army Special Forces delivered an elephant to the mountain yards in Vietnam in 68. But that's beside the point. Even armored aircraft are still relatively thin-skinned due to most of the armor being focused around the cockpit and critical systems. The famous example being the Fairchild Republic A-10 Thunderbolt II, where even its systems that are not armored have redundancies to ensure that they can be operated if their primary means of operation fail. The World War II equivalent is probably something like the Soviet IL-2 Sturmovik. However, these are ground attack aircraft, and it's anticipated that they will interact with targets on the ground that find their presence unwelcome, shall we say. Even fighter planes that were known to take numerous hits and keep on flying were not armored to the nth degree. Although some did possess armor, the key feature was that they were probably just really sturdy and well built. I suspect that a lot of people misconstrue armor as imparting some kind of invulnerability. Indeed, there is something to be said for the ability to absorb hits and keep on flying, but remember that we're talking about aircraft here, not bank vaults. (laughs) The enemy may eventually shoot something at you that, even if it doesn't penetrate, can still cause serious damage. And what you gain in armor and weight, you lose in mobility. The Tiger Tank is a superbly armored vehicle, but you can only drive it 70 miles across country before you need to fuel it up. Not to mention that later Allied guns could actually penetrate it. Aircraft, especially fighters, rely on their mobility and speed to survive. Armor in an aircraft is basically meant to provide the pilot with some degree of protection from having their insides become decoration for the interior of the cockpit. Either that or to allow the pilot time to bail out from what is left of their aircraft while it plunges to the ground in a fiery ball of doom. That being said, of course, Japanese pilots often did not fly with their parachutes because it added extra weight, and it would have brought grave dishonor upon the Emperor if they did not die in a blaze of glory. In any case, as people like Robert Mikesh have noted, the addition of armor and self-sealing tanks to the Zero was too little too late in coming. We've already looked at the factors about why that is, but in the end, it does not seem like the addition of such features to the Zero without a concomitant increase in engine power drastically improved its effectiveness, especially so late in the war.